What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Oh, raise your glasses, pull up a chair, because it's time to start the first episode of the new year. How's it going? Right. You was all right with that one. Yeah, just I a worked hard bit. on it. Just a little bit. I, I don't know hard. how you work hard on it, I but do. you cool with I it. I work hard on it. You know it. what I'm saying? Very hard. Uh, first episode of the new year. Oh, yes. I'm excited for it. Uh, number one of 2019. Uh, and we're going to get into Raw Smackdown and NXT, and we're going to be talking about the topic selling out or buying in. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's kick this thing off, man. Let's talk about... Um, what happened on Raw last week? We're going to talk about... Um... First, uh, the, the, the Raw actually kicked off with McIntyre and uh, Dolph Ziggler in that cage match. Yeah, that kind of that's kind of disappointing that it wasn't higher in the card, right? Yeah, I don't I don't understand why they started the show with that one. But, you know, considering Ronda's on that card, I wasn't really expecting them to be the main event. But, you know, it, it, I wouldn't really call it a show opener. Yeah, it's, it was a great match for it to open the show. It was. It lasted about three commercial breaks. It was Ziggler and McIntyre that really got in there and really did their thing. I can get on here all day long and praise Drew McIntyre for the work he's done. And he has, you know, he's also my pick to win the Royal Rumble. So you heard it here first. Drew McIntyre's going to WrestleMania. But for some, but for some reason, I really don't give Dolph Ziggler the credit he deserves sometimes because, you know, sometimes I like to make it off like Dolph's kind of over the hill a little. Yeah. But you know, he's he's starting to come back around. You know, Dolph was my underrated wrestler of the year. Yeah. Because he's he did a lot last year, being the Intercontinental Champion, bringing Drew McIntyre, being the Tag Team Champion, and I think that Dolph is one of those workhorses that just gets overlooked, like the Miz. He is. I think so. I think it's just because we expect it out of Dolph Ziggler so much that, you know, nobody really bats an eye anymore. Yeah. I mean, when your persona is based on stealing the show and you go out there and steal the show every night, mm-hmm. then, you know, I guess it just gets old, I yeah. guess. I no, don't know. I mean, it's, it's predictable. And it's not really fair to him because, yeah, it's not fair because he does take flack for, you know, being a little bit on the boring side, and uh, this guy I don't going see over how, the hill. Dolph, Dolph is a flopper. He flops yeah. everywhere. Did you see that suplex he took off the top of the cage, yeah, bro? Yeah, I saw that. He's crazy. Pretty, he's a pretty good seller. Crazy. He took a couple Claymore kicks. Yeah, and then uh, even after the match is over, he keeps getting back up, and back there keeps going back in there and shutting him back down. Yeah, uh, those two have pretty good chemistry as a tag team. As I think an it's opponent. just I think it's just Dolph. Period. I think Dolph just has chemistry with a lot of people, and he's able to put on these matches that people just don't expect would be good. You know, like um, he had a little a little few with Randy Orton on SmackDown, and those were some of the best matches that you know Randy's been in. Basically, the, the maneuvers that Dolph was doing and the way he was catching them with the RKO. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was the first one to catch the powerbomb RKO. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Dolph is just underrated, dog. And he, he went out there and stole the show again. Yep. And he does, and he keeps doing it. But Drew is on the up and up. He's He's got to break out this year. I think he has to. If he's not Universal Champion, by the time this year is out, then something is seriously wrong. With WWE or with the booking? Probably the booking. Both. Right, both. <laughs> but, uh, 
I would put the Universal title on Drew McIntyre before I put it on Seth Rollins at this point. That's how badly I feel that he needs to be showcased. And he would elevate that title to where it should be, I think. It might be. I mean, he's a monster. And the thing about Drew McIntyre is... You, you can see him as a big guy or as a small guy because he can wrestle both really, really well. Mm-hmm. And he puts on shows with uh, with Braun Strowman just as much as he does with Dolph Ziggler. And uh, he's believable. He's he believable. believable. Um, I heard you mention Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh, Triple H and Seth had that little, you know, Seth came out asking for his uh, Intercontinental title rematch and Trip comes out and says that that's not happening. You know, there's mm-hmm. no more rematch clauses and stuff like that. What do you think about the no rematch clause thing? I just don't understand when people are just going to get it. Like, they keep coming back and they keep asking for it, and then they just keep driving this point home. No more automatic rematches. Rouse is like the third person to try this 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 act since it, uh, since it's, since yeah, the McMahon's came it. back. And AOP tried AOP it. Did it. And Rollins did it. It's just not happening and anymore, guys. So, how do you feel about that? Do you think, like, uh, former champions should automatically get rematches or no? Because that's definitely not how it happens in, like, UFC or anywhere else. Well, it's different. It's definitely different. You know, we, we don't... We're used to the automatic rematch clauses. Yeah, so, yeah. I know, mean, it's something else to wrap our heads around, and I, I like it. You know, it's pretty interesting to me. When we play, like, wrestling video games and stuff... You know, anybody that's champion that loses gets an automatic rematch yep. whenever they want. And that's dead now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's dead in WWE, and we're going to see how long it actually lasts. Yeah, because, like I said, you know, it's something new for us to wrap our heads around. You know, it's, it's a new experience for us as fans to see, you know, them actually go out there and re-earn things. Right, right. And then uh, after Triple H kind of chews him out a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Rollins uh, is fired up. He makes him have a match with uh, Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. And um, the match was mediocre at best. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But Seth Rollins goes crazy at the end and gets to beating the hell out of Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley with a chair, like bent the chair across mm-hmm. their backs. You know, I think Triple H kind of pulled his punk card. You know, it's like you're not the same person you were back in the authority. And when you do anything to win, you know, you've gone soft, my friend. That's basically what he was saying. But I don't think Rollins needs to change the way he is right now. I like Seth Rollins the way he is now. Then again, I like Rollins back then, too. Yeah, so then, too. I mean, I don't think he could go wrong. I think his wrestling style changed mm-hmm. some. Uh, while he was in the authority, there wasn't as much. Uh, flying around and actually fighting. Yeah, you know, he, he, he was a runner. He was a runner. Yeah, he used to run a lot. And um, now, you know, Rollins has been like the wrestler of the year damn near all 2018. He Pretty put much. Raw on his back. And he's been carrying it. He has been. And uh, Dane Ambrose came back, won the title, and him not getting the rematch kind of sucks. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll if get it. If anybody deserves it, it's him. 
I'm sure he'll get it, you know. He's just got to gotta work for it a little bit. But, yeah, those two aren't finished. But, anyway, I also, wanted to, shot. I also wanted to bring up that crazy sell Leo Rush put on the curb stop at the end. Did you see that? Arc? He went head oh my first, God. dude. I've never seen anybody spiked like that Leo with a curb Rush stop. Leo Rush stole the hell out of that curb stop. You didn't even hear the mat, like... Bang or anything like that. You just saw his head like go straight down into the ground. That was crazy. That was a crazy curve stuff. I got to give him to him with that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, no rematch clauses for 2019. So we're gonna see how this works out. We're gonna you know keep an eye on that because mm-hmm. I wonder if they're gonna stay true to their word. Because if Braun Strowman wins the belt from Brock Lesnar, will Brock get an automatic rematch? Honestly, if Lesnar loses that title, I can see him walking out the door. I don't really the see UFC's it. UFC's calling. Uh, Dana White said in a press conference, they asked him about Brock Lesnar, and Dana White was like, um, yeah, I, I believe that it's going to happen. He says, you know, Brock's not under contract with UFC. He says all these negotiations go down the last minute, and then he mm-hmm. believes that Vince just throws so much money at Brock that he has no choice but to say yes. He thinks Brock wants to fight in the UFC, but the money in the WWE is it just trumps the UFC. Basically, it's our topic, and it, it, to be to be to be completely fair, you know, if if it is just the money, then maybe we should look at him differently because obviously Lesnar likes to fight, and how much money could you really spend in one lifetime? You know, I mean, Brock's got bread, man. Exactly, you know, Brock's got big money, so I mean. I don't know if it's so much about competition as they say. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's more along the lines of I'm willing to do it. I I like fighting in a cage, but this wrestling money is just insane. Yeah, and they pay him through the nose. And you know they do. And WWE has has a thing where they they're offering people top dollar because they're because they can. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vince's pockets is never ending, dude. Mm-hmm. And he's just keep streaming in revenue. I mean, I know that the w they keep saying the WWE has had low ratings and people haven't been showing up to the events and whatever. But even if the WWE lowers half of what they're doing now, they'll still be doing better than probably the UFC. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that you just got to take into consideration is that Vince is like a billionaire, basically. And he can pay top dollar to get the product that he wants. Right. And Brock Lesnar is a product that they that he wants. I mean, we might not think that he should be there, but yeah, he's say basically paying dividends. We're not the ones signing his check. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And not just that. Like, when Brock's there, you know, even I noticed mm-hmm. that he's doing a better job at selling and caring about what he's doing in WWE. I mean, you, you people like to write him off, but you can't really write him off too much. Lesnar gives this good moment, you know, yes. gives his big moments, big big moments. Goldberg beating him in a minute and, and twenty six twenty six seconds. seconds. Yep. Uh, his match with Daniel Bryan last year, Survivor Series. His match with AJ Styles, the triple threat with Kane and uh and Braun Strowman, and the triple threat with Cena and Rollins. And Rollins and, yes. And, just, so every single time you actually see Brock, minus the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you see him, he gives you the moments that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Especially on pay-per-view. Especially on pay-per-view. 
I mean, you can't write him off. You might hate him not being there, but when he does show up, it's must-see, I got to say. Um, Another thing we wanted to talk about before we got off of Raw was Apollo Crews last week. That man showed out. Eight eliminations in the battle world? I don't think I've ever seen that before. They had an Intercontinental title eliminator and a battle royal. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, whoever won the Battle Royal got to fight Dean Ambrose later on that night for the title shot that Seth Rollins was asking for. Mm-hmm. And Apollo Crews showed up and showed out. He did. Crews was on fire that night. And um, I am I am so glad that they got that he got this push, man. Even though we don't know if it's going to last. True, that's another thing. We can't get our hopes too, too high because it could have just been, you know, for that night. And, you know, but I hope that it's not, you know, they they really should get the machine behind this guy because he is phenomenal. But he does need some mic skills. And he needs to work on his mic skills. He dude. Does. He's one of those guys that uh, is extremely muscular with a little bit of voice. Mm hmm. You know, and, uh, you know, Bobby Lashley's that way. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's that way. Yeah, he needs a manager pretty much. I don't know about, I, but I don't really know if he needs a manager as much as he just should not say anything. I mean, you have to talk, though. All right? now, we go through this almost every week. You know, the mic skills are not an option at this point. Everybody's a good wrestler. You got to bring something else to the table. Yeah, but you don't have to cut promos every single week. You know what I'm saying? That's one of those things like uh, Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan doesn't do a lot of talking. He's got the monster factor. But Apollo, Apollo Crews does Cruz not have does, that monster factor. Uh, if you were to push him that way, he would. He wouldn't have to say anything. His athletic ability is out is outstanding. I don't it think it would work. Insane, dude. He really doesn't have to. You know, chuck it up on the mic so much. He's been made into Titus O'Neil's comedy relief. And now, Monday, we got to see why he's in the WWE. He's a great wrestler. He's athletic. He's strong. It, it was it was good to it was good to see. Not to mention that I love seeing the black guys make it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love to see black guys getting their push because there's not a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. But and and he showed out in the battle royal and won it, and then he had his match with Dean Ambrose, and you never knew who was going to win because Apollo Cruz was killing it. Yeah, you know you 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 kind of had to put it on the back burner, like you expected Ambrose to win because yeah. he's got this feud with Rollins going on. But yeah, you you definitely saw uh, Cruz could have pulled it off there in the middle when he hit that uh that turnout power bomb that mm-hmm. he does. And uh, Ambrose barely got to the ropes. You know, that yeah. was one of those moments where you're like, he almost did it. Right. And um, I think they need more of those, dog. I think they really do need more of those. I think they need more of pushing people who are like Apollo Crews. Like you said, like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins and Apollo Crews and Tyler mm-hmm. Breeze. And there are some very, very talented guys that are... I guess now they are going to get the attention that they because deserve. basically the make I'm going to say this the mid card division is kind of lacking and it's and I've never seen it lack so much exactly normally the mid card is where all the work horse, horses are right and um, lately they've been basically jobbing to the 
the main carters, as we call them. Mm-hmm. They've been jobbing to the guys like Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, you know, all all the higher ups, Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. You see the mid card guys just losing, and not even in a competitive way. They were just losing, right? And it it actually it actually would it it seems like it's gonna get better. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I've got hope. I've got faith because it has improved. I have to say the product is getting a lot better, I think. Yeah, especially after Raw because, um, you know, the week before, Raw was so boring. It was? I mean, before the McMahons came back. It's been two weeks since they oh. came back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With Baron Corbin running it and mm-hmm. the him, Drew, and Bobby jumping everyone. Yeah. And, you know, it's just been... Gotta but, hope we're in a new age. But, you know, now Vince is back. Trip's cutting promos again. And everybody knows I think Triple H is one of the best promo cutters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince is one of the best promo cutters. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and um, everybody hates Stephanie for no reason. Shane's always going to get a major pop. Yep, everybody loves Shane on Mac. Yep, so... Raw was pretty good this week. Uh, let's jump into SmackDown, dude. All right, on to SmackDown. Can we start with Mandy Rose and Naomi's rivalry that they got going yeah, on? Yeah, where did this come from? I don't know, but I really enjoy it. It's coming out of nowhere. You know what's really funny about it? What? I believe Corey Graves Lord. <laughs> has the most major, horniest Jerry Lawler-type crush on Mandy Rose. Oh, man. It's getting unbearable at this point. I really think so. <laughs> I am a huge Corey Graves fan, and I have no problem saying this. It is getting unbearable to listen to. We get it. We get it. Mandy Rose is beautiful. We get it. But he's like, shut up, Saxton. Can't you see a goddess is floating to the ring? (laughs) Come on, bro. He's like, Jimmy Huso is the biggest dumb guy I've ever seen. Give me a break. But, um, of course, uh, Mandy and Sonya's walking in the hall. Jimmy and Jay are walking. Uh, They separate. Mandy looks up and there's a mistletoe. The mistletoe. So last week it was a mistletoe. This week she comes out wearing the Usos Day One ish shirt mm-hmm. and is taunting Naomi with it. Yep. She's supposed to fight Naomi, but when the bell rings, it's Sonya Deville mm-hmm. fighting, and Sonya gets the win. I think this feud is actually gonna give Mandy Rose some credibility. I think so too. And you left out why uh, Naomi got distracted there. All right, uh, you remember the selfie? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. She sent Jimmy Uso a picture of her just in a towel. Corey Graves loses it. Of course he does. <laughs> like, I think this rivalry could go places, you know? It's it's so simple, but it's so... It's, it's the age-old rivalry right. of, I could take your man, Jolene and Dolly Parton. You know Pretty what I'm much. saying? It's uh, Monica and Brandy. The boy is mine. Yeah. You know, That's it's, it's age-old... Classic rivalry of whose man is it? Mm-hmm. And um, I honestly think it's just mind games, though, to really get into Naomi's skull. I think that's that. Think that's pretty much what she's doing there. But the whole point of it is to bring Mandy Rose to another level, right? Because I hear Vince is high on her. I wonder why. 
because she's she looks like a Barbie doll. It's that blood let's, thing. Let's not man. get it twisted. Leopard never changes its spots. <laughs> let's not get it twisted, man. Uh, Mandy Rose is a beautiful girl, mm-hmm. but to me, she's every blonde girl in WWE. You know what I'm saying? Every blonde chick in WWE is beautiful pinup doll status. Does her wrestling skills match what she's trying to do? I believe that it could. I mean, just she does have a pretty awesome uh, bicycle knee thing that she does. Yeah, and she's got the implant buster that she used, the double mm-hmm. underhook face buster. Yeah. You know, she's got some moves on her, and I believe that she needs a good rivalry in order to step out of, you know, just a pinup doll status. Mm-hmm, and I think this one could be it. You know, Trisha's step out was Lita. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not expecting that level, though. Um, You had... Beth Phoenix step out immediately. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Natalia, her name brung her right to the forefront. You know right. what I'm saying? Charlotte name brung her in, but she had to work for it to prove that she was just as good as she said she was. Mm-hmm. Mandy is at that point where she's there. Now she's got to prove how good she really is. And I mm-hmm. think Naomi is the perfect opponent to do it. Yeah. Naomi's very athletic. She sells things really well. Uh, this rivalry is age old and everybody recognizes mm-hmm. it. She's also a very likable face. You know, and you're doing dastardly deeds to a very likable face, and that's that's a way to get healed. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, the ultimate good guy versus the ultimate bad guy. Pretty much. And Naomi, <laughs> right now, for the women, is one of the ultimate good guys. Bright colors, upbeat music, dancing. She's mm-hmm. married, family person. You know, she's there's nothing to really hate about her. Mm-hmm. And uh, here comes Mandy Rose. Hating on her, trying to take her man. And it's it's one of those rivalries that really could go somewhere if they actually did something with it. But we just got to see what WWE is going to do because we never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This could be over in a week. Yep. So uh, we also got to see John Cena for like for the first time in like a year or so. How do you feel about that haircut? Oh, man. Why does he just cut that thing off? Honestly, He's truly. been wearing like the military fade box cut. Forever. Oh, he's, it's too high. It's too high. And now he's got this, like, this soccer dad look. Looks like JBL, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's what people say. He looks like JBL. Yeah, he, he kind of does. And he comes out. He says he's back. He's ready to do his thing again. You know what I mean? And uh, who's going to be the person that's going to come out and, you know, try Give to take Give him a reason spot? to be there, pretty much. And who shows up but none other than the man, Becky Lynch. <laughs> the Why? man. Why? First thing she said, you didn't expect the man to come out here, <laughs> did you? You asked for a man, not the man. <laughs> so, yeah. and uh, Becky cuts an awesome promo with him, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, Andrade and Selena Vega comes out. They do. Two people on SmackDown who I think could be a whole lot bigger. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's definite. Andrade has actually been one of those workhorses that have, that has put on really good matches and lost every single one of them. Yeah, you know, he's pretty much uh, just, he's got uh, what I like to call Hardy Boy status. You remember the Hardys back in the day, yep. you know, jobbing. They put on good matches, but they always but lose. But they always them. lose. Sami Zayn syndrome. Yeah, you know? You Pretty know, much. a Barry Horowitz type That's stuff. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> Sammy Zayn syndrome. Yeah. Where you're 
always the star of the show, but you lose the but show. But you lose the show, pretty much. <laughs> and um, they come out, and uh, it, they form a tag match. Becky, Le- Becky Lynch and John Cena against Selena Vega and Sin. It was and, an okay uh, match, it you was, know. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I'm I, I I'm tired of the lightning fist already. Oh Lord, that move! I don't I don't understand why he uses that move as a finisher. <laughs> that lightning fist. Yeah. Uh, doesn't make sense to me. It's just a back fist, just a bam, just a punch to the face. That's Pretty it. much. But anyway, yeah, the match is over as soon as Becky gets a hold of Zelina Vega. Puts her in a disarmor. Pretty Uh, quick tap. They roll out. John Cena goes to shake her hand, and Becky hits him with the "You can't see me," which gets a huge pop for some reason. Well, because it's a she could go out there read from the dictionary right now and get a huge pop. (laughs) (laughs) She could. And I honestly, I honestly, I am enjoying seeing Becky be this popular, but it's just gonna get to a point I feel where it just it just goes overboard. You know, it'll go overboard. You know, it's getting really, really we'll, close. We'll talk about that in the topics because marks can make things annoying. They can. Super. But um, let's jump to the Fatal Five way, dude. Yeah. <coughs> good match, good match. It was Mustafa Ali, Randy yeah. Orton, mm-hmm. AJ Styles. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio and Samoa Joe, who had to beat Jeff Hardy to earn his way into that match. Right. Okay, so Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe has a match earlier. Mm-hmm. Um Joe chokes him out, leaves him on the outside of the ring. He rolls in before the 10 count, rolls right back into another choke. Mm-hmm. And Samoa Joe earns his spot in the Fatal Five Way. Uh, the Fatal Five Way was good. It wasn't as good of a match as I expected a Fatal Five Way to be, mm-hmm. but it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed this match too. I'm loving seeing Mustafa Ali on SmackDown. You know, I think that uh, adding some of these cruiserweights, uh, spreading them out onto the main roster, it helps. You know, they got the Lucha House Party on Raw, and that's really helping Raw's tag team division. Yep, Leo Rush is up there. Yeah, Leo Rush, and then Musa Ali is on SmackDown. To be a climber on SmackDown, I really do think so. Uh, I want to mention that the last week on SmackDown, that after he won his match, that uh, he was attacked by Daniel Bryan. You saw a lot of the 205 guys on SmackDown shaking him, ha- shaking his hand and hugging him up. By the way, he beat CN, but his chest was lit up. <laughs> My God. Mustafa Ali's chest was so red after CN slapped the hell out of him so many times. Yeah, but Welcome to the big leagues. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Bryan attacked him, uh, told him he shouldn't even be here, and then he... Um, Goes out there in the Fatal 4-Way and shows out, of course, but he doesn't win. Yep. AJ Styles picks up the W. With the Springboard 450 pinning Randy Orton. Yep. It'll be AJ and Daniel Bryan at, at the, the Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Um, you know, hearing about the match again, I'm, I'm not excited to see it, but I know how it is when people like Daniel and AJ get in the ring. They just put on classics. Yep, I think we would uh, learn to uh, not... To really judge it by the uh, how many times we've heard it over and over again because it, it happened with Dolphin Seth. And it happened with the New Day and the Usos. Every time. Oh, man, not these guys are getting in there. Same as Cesaro with the best of seven. And then they get in there and then they shut our mouths every yeah, time. every time. By the end of the best of seven, the Sheamus and Cesaro, people were clamoring for another match with them. Yeah. And they turned them into a tag team. One of the best tag, <laughs> tag teams, teams in the WWE, in my opinion. And, um... Once again, we got AJ and Daniel, mm-hmm. and 
Once again, I'm not excited, but I know better now. I know better than yeah. to judge a match by its booking. To be honest with you, I was, I'm kind of looking forward. I hope this feud happens to Daniel Bryan and Mustafa Ali. I really hope this feud happens. No, I'm actually, I'm still hoping for a Daniel Bryan and The Miz feud. But, of course, The Miz uh, on SmackDown got, finally got his wish and him and Shane as a tag team. I'm not a very big fan of this storyline. Almost at all. Oh, man, The Miz deserves so much better. Oh, you see him uh, showing the outfits to Shane that they're going to wear together? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think he's being it's wasted talent right now. Underutilized? You Pretty think? much, yeah. Why would you say that? I mean, the, the, the Miz is one of the best talkers that they got. And, you know, he. I honestly feel that he could be a contender for that WWE title. Yeah, you he, know? He, he definitely could be. I think that... Um, I think this is giving people a little bit more of a heartfelt Miz. You know, Miz has been a heel for a long time. And we all remember his face run. It did not but go over I'm saying, very well. But I'm saying right now, uh, he's got the ability where he can make a great face. Yeah, I honestly... Yeah, I, I, I didn't know. think that he had it back then mm-hmm. when, you know, the face run that he had where Ric Flair gave him the figure four and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I don't think that he was ready to be a face yet. I mm-hmm. believe that the reason the Miz make is such a good heel is because his time on MTV, he was a heel. Mm-hmm. In real life, he was a heel. Like, people did not like him because he was one of the athletic pretty boys that uh, nobody wanted to go against. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? On his time on MTV's The Challenge and all that stuff. And at, when he got to the WWE, it was the same thing. He was the annoying guy who mm-hmm. nobody wanted to be there. Yep. When he finally got his credibility, you know what I'm saying, after working so hard and stuff, and he finally got his face run, I don't think it was that time. And not only that, they had so many different storylines at the time. CM Punk was around, Taker was still around, you know, Rick, Tripp, Sean, all those guys were still around, and The Miz was just a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Now, The Miz is prominent in the forefront. He's got uh, TV shows. He's got, you know, movies. He's got (coughs) fans around the world who are still saying that Miz is being underutilized like you. I mean, I... I don't have a problem with the face run. I think he could do it. I think he'd be pretty good at it. I, I just, just don't think, like this feud. Yeah, I expected I just don't like the Miz. Thing going on right now. I expected the Miz as a face to fight Daniel Bryan as a heel. I'm hoping and praying that that's where they're going with it. I don't think so though. I think uh, that I think that they're Miz. This is a short run. Miz is going to turn on Shane. I doubt it. I honestly, I would like to see where it's going with this, where this, where this face thing is going. I just don't really like this pairing. You know, I don't like the storyline of the best tag team in the world because it's not going to be the best tag team in the world. Well, we don't know that yet. I highly doubt they'll. Remember be the last time Shane tag, and the Miz really were on teams? Team. I highly doubt it. Remember the last time Shane and the Miz were a team? The Miz was just using Shane to go like coast to coast and pushing him everywhere and telling him to do all these things. That was that Survivor Series. Yeah. <laughs> and Shane was almost dead and Miz still pushing him to the top rope. <laughs> so I think this will be entertaining. I think it'll be very entertaining. I can't wait to see them in the ring together to see what type of tag team they will be. 
So right, uh, that'll you be awesome. Move on to NXT. Sure. Um, NXT was basically just a recap show. It was just the uh, end of the year. Yep. Getting ready. Uh, getting for the ready NXT for the nominees awards. for the mm-hmm. NXT year end awards. And uh, basically, we already did our part on that because we gave our year end awards. Um, we did. We did. Uh, basically, we said Undisputed Era basically ruled the year. You got Shayna Baszler ruling the year on the women's side. Yep. You know, Velveteen Dream showed his ass. Gargano and mm-hmm. Champa for rivalry of the year. Yes, sir. Um, we all know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had one match on the show, which was the King of Bros, Good Matt Riddle. Lord. Against uh, the knockout artist, Cassius Ono. I'm really not a bit... I hope it's just because I have not seen very, very much of Matt Riddle, but I'm not a fan. Uh, he's he's cool. Uh, the match was actually really good. Um, but as I said before, I think Cassius Ono is one of those guys who just puts on great matches. He's just not uh, physically appealing like all the other shirts off muscular guys that everyone has. But Cassius Ono has been around for a long time. Art, this isn't a beauty contest. No, but... No one wears a long sleeve shirt and tights. All right, it's not even really a long sleeve shirt. All right, he's just got the sleeves, and he's got a, he's wearing the jersey. But honestly, I feel like you're just pretty obsessed with his wardrobe, and I don't understand why. Because nobody wears a long sleeve shirt and tights. All right, that should not impact how what how good of a wrestler you he's think he is. He's an incredible wrestler. I just uh, Cassius Ono has been in NXT for what now five years. I mean, he's been off and on. In NXT for a while. And, I mean, if anybody deserved a move up, even even if it was to job to people, it would be Cassius Ono. He deserved it before a fucking No Way Jose. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking for a Cassius Ono to make his, make his way up to the main and roster. And now, you got people like Heavy Machinery moving up in EC3, mm. and Cassius Ono is still being NXT. To be honest, I don't really <coughs> think that Cassius Ono has really found his place in NXT yet. You know, really? he's he's been there. You know, but that doesn't. Exactly he's lost mean to every big name they have. I mean, that doesn't exactly mean that you know he's found his place there yet. So, could, could you see him moving to the main roster? Let's say he does move to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Could you see uh, a scenario where him and Cesaro ended up back together? I would hope so. I would hope so, because the Kings of Wrestling, they were pretty big on the indies. And I, know. I honestly feel that, you know, they could I know. I believe WWE. Cassius Ono has one of those wrestling styles that people love. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why they don't love him. I, I think either. it's the wardrobe. All right, it's got nothing to do with his wardrobe. <laughs> I think it's the wardrobe, dude. It's not, it does not have anything to do with his wardrobe. It's got to be something. He's got to find his place pretty he's, much. He's dope in the ring. He's He's got uh, this catchy-ass interest music. Did mm-hmm. somebody say, oh, no? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's an inside joke. But uh, <laughs> he's he's got he's got it. I just don't know why people don't like him. It's one of those things, kind of like Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami has got it. But people don't really like them. But, you know, I honestly feel like you got to find a way to connect to with, the universe. Yeah, pretty much. And I guess those guys just not, not found that way yet. I don't know. Um, but the match was cool. Um, it was good to me. 
uh, after the match, Matt Riddle, uh, Cassius Ono looks like broken. He's like sitting in the corner, looking like he's ready to cry. He rolls out the ring, and Matt mm-hmm. Riddle tries to fist bump him, and Cash Ono walked away. And then he comes back like, oh, let me not be like that. Gets down on one knee and extends his hand for the fist bump. And then when Matt Riddle goes for the fist bump, he dodges it and pulls him forward and clotheslines him and beats the hell out of him again. Um, do we need any more Matt Riddle, Cassius Ono feud? Uh, well, I feel that, you know, it's, it's a pretty good way to get Matt Riddle in the door. Yeah. You know, him feuding with Cassius Ono, you know, Cassius is a veteran. You know, he'll give him a good rub, as they say. So, yeah, I think that this feud could keep going. I think there are a couple things that are holding this back. Um, I look at Cassius Ono as a veteran, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And him losing to Matt Riddle just kind of doesn't do it for me. Well, you know, veterans, they put people over. I just have to get back to the business. I I understand that. I get that. But, you know, Cassius Ono has been wrestling for like 20-some-odd years. Yeah. You know, and Matt Riddle's been wrestling for all of, like, a year and a half. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, to a a fan like me, I don't understand the... I don't understand the push that they're giving him. You know, I understand the push that they're giving to Matt Riddle. Because, for one, uh, I don't think this persona of Matt Riddle's can go anywhere. I... It's just as annoying as No Way Jose. Bro, 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 bro this, bro that, bro, bro. I honestly feel like, you know, that you're right with the whole annoying persona thing. You know, I don't know why they don't make this way. They don't make this man wear shoes. That's my beef. Why don't they make him wear shoes? Oh, there are very <laughs> there are few wrestlers that didn't wear shoes, and he's one of them that's pretty annoying. I mean, Rusev didn't wear shoes, and I didn't really trip that much. Oh, uh, you know, it kind of fit with Rusev's character. Exactly. He was like a, a Bulgarian beast. Yeah. That, you know... Uh, Jimmy Snooker didn't wear shoes, but everybody thought he was from the jungle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> George the Animal Steel. You know, there are just certain people that, well, even George Steel wore boots, I believe. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, I don't, I don't understand Matt Riddle enough to like him. I think it's because he's new to us. You know, he's been out there. He did his thing. He was a UFC fighter first, I think. Bellator. Bellator. Yeah. Bellator. He was in Bellator. But anyway, yeah, he's just new to us. You know, we haven't really gotten to see a lot of him. I'm hoping and praying that he will grow on me, but I don't know. I do like the bro mission. It's just a version of the twister. Yeah. That's really good. I do like the bro mission. I'll give him that. He's got a pretty good running knee. Um but Cassius Ono took it to him this match and still ended up losing. Yeah, I think it's just that we're not familiar with him. No, I, I believe that too. So maybe him being around a little longer will give us a better sense of who he is. That way we can get behind him more. Right. Uh, let's just jump into the Legends topic, bro. Because I'm clamoring to. to get in on this. Okay, um, so the rest of so the Legends topic this week. I think it's the first time it actually revolves around a single person. You know, it's not really you know. Well, I don't. I don't think business. it's. A, I don't think it's necessarily revolving around a single person. I just think that it's one of those subjects where um, you can kind of tie it to almost anybody coming in or leaving. Mm-hmm. You know what okay. I'm saying? And the topic is selling 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 out or buying, buying in. in. Yeah, selling out 
or buying in. So the word around the internet has it that, uh, of course, Kenny Omega dropped the IWGP title to Tanahashi. To Tanahashi, yeah. Um, um, and the word has it that he's going to be in the Royal Rumble this year. That he's finally going to come to WWE, and the, and basically people are saying WWE offered him a shit ton of money. Hold on a second. Right. Okay. Uh. I think uh, the word on the internet is that uh, he's going to be leaving New Japan, but uh, even if he does leave, he's writing out his contract, he will not be in the Raw Rumble. That's the word. His contract goes out after the Rumble. Well, they did the same thing with AJ Styles. They did the same thing with the Hardy Boys. You know, they all tricked us into believing that the Hardys would never come back, that AJ would never be in WWE, Mm -hmm. that Ricochet would never come, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people end up in WWE, and I gotta believe that even though I'm not a big fan of Kenny Omega, um, Kenny Omega has a large fan base, and I hear that you know they're trying to get him to come to WWE, which they have been doing for a while. Yeah, they have been. They have, they have been doing been. it for a while, and what'll be surprising is if he doesn't ride out with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks with their new promotion. Now, I honestly feel that that would be a better uh, choice for him, to be completely honest with you. Because they're you doing know, all in, too. Right, you know, he's doing, uh, they're, they're making their own promotion, and I feel that that would be a better place for Omega, to be completely honest gotta with disagree, you. gotta disagree, man. I gotta disagree. Why? WWE is the pinnacle, dog. Like, I don't give, I don't care how much like these independent marks want to say that that WWE waters people down or whatever they, they do. whatever they I don't believe that. I just don't believe that. WWE is where everybody hopes to make it someday. All right, but that's the thing, okay? It, it, they're the biggest company in the world, but they also have a lot of rules and regulations you know they control a lot of what these people do and a lot of some of these wrestlers they don't like that what's crazy to me is that there's that fans think that because you can do a pile driver or hit somebody in the head with a chair or wrestle naked that it makes you better that's not true in my opinion when you can go inside the rules and regulations and still have a five-star match that people love to see and want to see that's what makes you the best. All right, not all these matches have people doing pile drivers. And here you go with your indie, they're trying to kill each other thing. I knew you were going to bring this up, all right? I well, just knew I just, it. I'm just saying, creative control doesn't revolve around what moves are acceptable. No, but creative control does revolve around how long you get. So what, you think that cursing in an interview makes you better? No. Because they're allowed to do that. They are allowed to do that. And like I said, it's they can pretty much... They have a wider range of things that they can do. Like what? I just told you, Art, they, they got more creative control. You know, control of their character. They can, they can control their matches more. Some people don't need that. That's when we end up with Viagra on the pole matches. Well, Art, they don't That's have Viagra That's when we end up with Kenny Omega matches. wrestling the blow-up doll. You just love bringing that up, Bart. Why don't you move past it? I'm He's just, not the same wrestler he was. I, I'm not a fan of Kenny Omega. I don't like the cleaner or the sweeper or whatever he's called. He's the cleaner. Coming down the rampway with a broom, the little uh, uh, Terminator 
chant thing yeah. that they do. Like he's he's average to me. Cody Rhodes is better than that to me. The Young Bucks is better than that to me. Hell, Tatsuya Naito is better than that to me. I'd rather have Naito. Alright, do you even have you the, the the thing I'm asking here is do you even really watch many Kenny Omega matches? How many of his matches have you actually sat about down? About five. Watch? Five or six. You see, there's not really enough matches to really form that kind of opinion though. It's aren't a, yeah, it is. It is. That's like saying how many how many fights of Daniel Cormier's have you seen? And you're Cormier's biggest fan. Yeah, I've seen a couple of his fights. Like five. My point being, and uh, <laughs> that's enough for you to build your your uh, interpretation of what Daniel Cormier is. Now, Omega- I've seen enough of Kenny Omega's matches. I've seen him with the Elite. You know what I'm saying? I've seen him with the Golden Lovers. I've seen him in solo matches. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the little angel, whatever, angel One driver. Angels, yeah. what that move is called. Whatever it is, cool move, electric chair, uh, power bomb drop, whatever. Like it. I like. But he is average to me. There's a lot of other people that I'd rather see first. All right. Okay. I'm going to go on here. All right. Uh, go ahead. Omega has been a staple of New Japan and Ring of Honor. for years now. And Ring of Honor. And they really, I don't think that they would build that on average wrestlers. Right, I really think you're not giving credit where it's due. Omega is one of the best going on today. You know, and I feel In that... In certain uh, people's eyes. Yeah. And I feel that... uh it would suit him better to go with AEW, you know, with uh, with with Cody and the Bucks because he knows them, and I feel that you know his wrestling style would be more appreciated over there, as they say. In in my opinion, I think that if when you go to WWE, not only are you making the big money, but you have a bigger showing. There's mm-hmm. more people watching you. Everybody said that Ricochet would be boring if he went to WWE, especially while he was Prince Puma. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to see that. Ricochet is doing awesome right now. Yeah, he is in NXT. You know what I'm saying? Everybody said Adam Cole would be buried if he came. Adam Cole is running NXT right now. Yeah, that's another it point. It took Roderick Strong a second, but Roddy got it. That's another point that I would like to bring up. Okay. The WWE doesn't really have the best track record with people who come over here from the New Japan, though. At least not in the last couple That's of years. That's not true, dude. Gallows and Anderson. Where are they? Asuka and, and Shinsuke. Asuka wasn't in New Japan. Asuka was in, in Japan, though. She wasn't in the New Japan promotion. Shinsuke was. Yes, and Shinsuke And Shinsuke Nakamura was undefeated spent. for hellas. So was, so was Kenta. Shinsuke spent the majority of his United States title run off TV. Shinsuke spent the first two years of his career in NXT. bashing everybody. In NXT. Bashing Finn Balor. And before, all I was hearing was, you got to see Prince Divot. You got to see this Prince Divot guy. And we all know what you feel about Finn Balor right now, Art. All I'm saying is, they're not being done wrong. 
You, everybody's saying like if they go to WWE, they're going to automatically be buried. You just got to make your own lane in WWE. It's not, it's not like, it's not like people that come from New Japan are as popular as they come and then they come to WWE and then they get watered down to nothing. That's not true. I don't know why people keep saying that. I think it makes you a better wrestler when you can do the rules and regulations, X out the power drivers, the drops on the head, the chair shots, the nakedness, the blow-up dolls, the stupid broom. Like, get rid of all that shit and just show that you're one of the best wrestlers there. That does it. You would not be able to show off that. Why not? Because art of a limitation. Why not? CM Punk was able to do it. Daniel Bryan was able to do it. Tyler Black was able to do it. Why couldn't Kenny Omega do it? All Ring of Honor wrestlers are. Why couldn't Kenny Omega do it? So is Kenny Omega. He's still a Ring of Honor wrestler. I'm not saying that he couldn't do it. I'm saying that... That's basically what you're saying. If he comes to WWE, that's going to be it for him. That's not what I'm saying. That is basically what no you're saying. Isn't. Then what are you Can saying? Can I get two seconds here, please? Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead. Please. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not saying that. Like, I feel that Omega would be fine wherever he went. It's just that if he did come to WWE, you know, there's a different style than there is in New what Japan. What would be taken from him I keep that's... that's so pivotal. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have the creativity that he has. What creativity? In the ring. What, what is he doing that he wouldn't be able to do in WWE right now? What? What? Name one move that he does right now that he wouldn't be able to do in WWE. Name one. They're already. I hear they're already talking about taking his one wing angel away from him. Cool. I mean, it's guys that are too big for him to be doing that on anyway. Can I please get a word in you edge got, you, wise? You got the floor. Please. You got the floor. Go ahead. The mic is all yours, And brother. then you're going to interrupt me in two okay, seconds. Okay, go ahead. I, I'm going to let you get it out. What I was saying is he would not have the creative freedom that he did in New Japan. You know, in WWE, they, uh, they're not exactly known for giving the creative freedom to the wrestlers. You know, they like to be in control of what you're doing in in the ring and outside the ring, you know, with your character and all this other stuff. And I don't think that really he would uh, be able to find his place there with uh, the, the locks down on him, pretty much. Okay, I'm a major believer in management. If you don't have management, then you have everybody running everything, right? Um... When you have to save wrestlers from themselves or you end up with guys like New Jack jumping off of balconies and, you know, like bringing vacuum cleaners to the ring and stuff. You know, you end up with the Axel Rottens who want to whose finisher is a chair shot to the head. You know, you end up with guys jumping off of, you know, the highest thing they can find, like. Jeff Hardy probably should be dead. I'm surprised that they let him do half of the things that he was able to do. You know what I mean? Um, I believe that if you gave the wrestlers in WWE too much creative control, then you'd end up with outlandish characters and outlandish matches that pretty much go nowhere but someone getting hurt badly. Um, Kenny Omega 
is one of the guys who needs a little bit of guidance to me. I know everybody looks at him as a veteran. Everybody looks at him as he's been here so many years, he knows what he's doing. But everybody needs events in their lives to tell them you're taking it a little too far. You know what I'm saying? I would not say that. People do need that. Because if it, you know, then you'd have the prisoners running the prison. You know what I mean? You'd end up with a guy, you'd end up with guys like Hogan Nash and Hall who had damn near 100% creative control and showed up to work when they wanted to. You had Scott Hall showing up to work drunk, throwing up on his boss. You had guys like Kevin Nash who were wrestling cruiserweights because he thought that that was hilarious. They need that type of management. Vince Russo proved what bad management could do. Ended up with a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. We don't want to, we want to see the best Kenny Omega we can see, right? So if that's the case, then a a couple of rules of not dropping someone on their head or chair shots or not cursing isn't so bad, is it? Okay, and what about uh how much time he gets to his matches and pretty much how much you can go out, you know, he wouldn't be able to go all out every single week, two, three times a week. If if he goes to NXT, I believe he'll have more creative control. But if he goes to WWE, then you got to play ball within the lines. And I don't think that that'd be... Okay, I guess what I'm saying is that it's basically about what he wants. Okay, if it is the money, then, you know, that's the way to go. That's the ticket. But if he wants to wrestle the way he's the way he's used to wrestling and he, he wants to... Uh, Basically, do what he's doing now. You know, he wants to be in the conversation as one of the best in the world. My, I think that avoiding the WWE would be the best option for him because I think his talents would be better appreciated. I don't believe that. WWE. I believe WWE is the pinnacle of where you try to strive to be. I Not think the everybody. bright lights, the big show, and being able to put on classic matches within the confines of what the, what everybody does is like is great status. I don't think that uh being able to do a certain move or something like that because let's not forget like Kevin Owens used the package power driver for years. And the pop-up powerbomb was just as devastating when he changed to it. It's not like he can't come up with something that's just as bad or just just as good-looking as a move as the one-wing angel. It's not like that. I just don't believe that him staying away would really make any difference in his fan base. I don't. I mean, a lot of people would because a lot of wrestling fans are fickle. Like Daniel Bryan's been calling you guys for the past couple weeks. A lot of wrestling fans are fickle. They're like, if he's not in Indies, I'm not watching. Why? If you're if you're a support of a, a wrestler, a certain wrestler, you're going to support that wrestler no matter where they are. No matter what company they go to. But there are some people that feel that they wouldn't know what to do with him over there. And that, you know, the lack of creativity that... It wouldn't be worth it, pretty much. So that's how you feel. You feel like... That's not how I feel. How do you feel about it then? As I just said, you know, I feel that, you know, it's basically what he wants to do. Do I think he could do it if he had to do it? Yes, I do. You know, I think he's that talented. 
but do I think that, you know, it would be worth the risk he would be taking? I don't think so, because the WWE is pretty stacked as it is, you know, with... Yeah, and if you consider yourself the best in the world, then you should be able to contend with the best that's over there, right? So why would you risk being lost in the shuffle, though? Why not? You you claim that you're the best. You claim that you're the best. You don't need to risk that if you don't have to. There's no reward without the risk. If you don't have to, though... Okay, so you're basically saying that he needs to stay over there where he's already a star, where, where you know, his name is already established because it's just the safe bet. That's that's the safest bet for him. It stay is. Stay where you safe. are. That's the safe bet. Keep making the, the money that you're making. I'm pretty sure he makes pretty good money. And I've we heard don't know that. that he doesn't even care about the money. It's more about the wrestling for him. But we don't know that for sure. That's what I hear. Well, and... and in that case, to me, if it's about the wrestling, go to the WWE go where away. more eyes are going to see you, where you'll have a you'll have a more expanded audience, a worldwide That's audience. Right. People would see you, but they would not see you. A at worldwide your very, audience, very best though they would That's not. That's a lie. See, they would not see him at his very very best. Art, you wouldn't be able to do it. That's a. See, that's where you don't have faith in your own wrestler. Art, the creative would I believe that he would be able to do it. I believe that he'd be able to come over there and make a name for himself as his own and make his own lane. Not without having to wrestle blow up dolls. No. People on uh on Raw and whatever that can't do all the things that he can do in the ring, you know. What do you think makes you a great wrestler? Dog, I'm just saying that if it is... What do you think makes you a great wrestler? Being able to put on good matches. And that's all he has to do. So why are you doubting him so hard for going to WWE? It's not the best choice for everybody, Art. We're just going to have to agree to disagree on that one. I don't think it would be the best choice for him. I think this is the first time where we're never coming to a conclusion. Because you won't let me talk. I've been trying for half an hour. I think if he comes to WWE, he's buying in. And you think he's selling out. I never said he was selling out. I think he should do that's, what that's he wants to do. He should do what's best for him. That's basically what you're saying. You're saying he's selling out. I did never said he sold out, Art. I you're, said he needs he he to do WWE, what he wants to do. He'd be selling out. Right or wrong? Wrong! Why are you putting words in my mouth? Because it's basically what I you said. I never said that. I never said that. I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this subject because I don't think we're going to get to any conclusion of what we think would be best. I guess Kenny Omega knows what's best for him. And when he shows up in WWE, we're just going to have to see what happens because I believe he could do it. If he shows up in WWE. When? If. When? You don't know he's coming. It's like the Young Bucks, okay? They do what they do. And they're one of the best tag teams in the world. And... They've done it without the WWE. They don't. They. They've done it without them. Kenny Omega, one of the best, one of the best uh, talents in the world right now, and he's done it without them. I believe that the. Bucks I don't think the Bucks have before. ever been in the WWE. But I digress. If he does come, when he comes, I believe that he'll be just as successful as he is in New Japan. I'm not saying he wouldn't be. I think. You know, he'll be fine wherever he goes. It's just, you know, they, it's been a big change for him. That's yeah, what I'm saying. It's supposed to be. That is what I'm saying. It's it be a big be. change. Either way, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Gunner, man, tell him where to reach you. 
Matt Lindsay on Facebook. Matthew Lindsay 677 on Instagram. Uh, A-R-T-D-A-W-G. Our dog one on Instagram. Our dog three on on uh, Twitter. And Arthur Quinn on Facebook. A-R-T-H-U-R. Uh, just hit us up. Uh, you can always hit us up at the Sons of Legends 21 at gmail.com. That's the Sons of Legends 21, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Give us your opinion. We'd love to hear what people think about this Kenny Omega buying out, selling in. I mean, selling out, buying in situation. And uh, just let us know what you think. This has been the Sons of Legends. Holla. So long.